Welcome to Drink 4 dot dot dot, the podcast that combines a lifelong film infatuation with an overarching love of drink, an interactive journey that encourages the incorrigible while providing an intoxicating alternative to a night out. Think Netflix and chill without the chill, perhaps without the sex. Maybe today with some sex. <laughs> Who knows, maybe we'll learn something along the way or at the very least have a bit of immature fun. Hello, weary traveler, and as always, I'm your host, Jordan Brooks. First up, some housekeeping for new listeners who don't know how this works. Me, or guests, and I will introduce the week's film along with some drinking rules. Then we'll break, watch the film while drinking, and come back drunk to see what's just occurred. You're welcome to pause and watch along, listen soberly in your car, or navigate away now. I'm not going to tell you what to do because I'm not your dad, I'm not your god, I'm certainly not your boss. This is episode number... 22, and I am joined in his flat by DJ Velvet Thunder, <laughs> aka Alex Robertson. Alex Robertson, let the people know. Hey, what you got going on? How's it going? Doing all right, buddy. You? Yeah, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I'm ready to get drunk, and I'm very excited to watch this film. It's extremely important to drink uh, lagers uh, at three o'clock in the afternoon. It is, yeah. On, on a uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, it's oh, a Wednesday. Yeah. Couldn't have picked a better day. Yeah. And today. We are watching Sam Raimi's third in the <laughs> Evil Dead trilogy from 1992, <laughs> Army of Darkness. This is going to be a goodie. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, I know you've seen the first two, but I have. I've never seen this one. No, um, I, as I said earlier, I was actually in a band called Boomstick. Uh, when I was like 16 and I never ever got the reference and I know that it's from this film that's all I know about this film really and um, yeah yeah, there's chainsaws involved and going back in time I think Um, I know that's that's as far as that's my army of darkness knowledge I think I mean I think it sounds like you've seen it many times (laughs) with with that assessment so down to business now I suppose because because we must and it is time for us to drink the drinking rules as always, we're going to drink for drinking, we're going to drink for death, we're going to drink for blood, and we're going to drink for fighting. Oof. This is being a Sam Raimi oh. film in Evil Dead. Those will probably be enough for you. Yeah, that's brutal. However, because I value my listeners and I don't want to waste anyone's time, okay. I've come up with some great drinking rules. But before we get into that, we must plunge ourselves into the medieval depths of sadness. That is Sad Man Scenarios with Labasia. Hi, um, uh, it's Labasia here again uh, with another Sad Man Scenarios with Labasia. Um, sometimes I, I sit in a gym and um, I get on one of the machines and I, I don't really work out. I just uh, look in the mirror at all the people who have so much more determination than me, who all look better than me. And I just uh, wonder how they got there. Um, it's okay uh, because... Um, the tears can be mistaken as sweat. Uh, please subscribe and comment. Uh, let's look at last week's uh, comments. Um, I asked whether it's okay to go into a pharmacy and buy pregnancy vitamins so the cashier would think I have a w- expecting wife at home. Um, oh, there's uh, no more comments. Um, well, that's it. Uh, thank you. This has been uh, the Beijer. With Sadman scenarios with the Beijer. Thank you. Oh God. Those get worse every week. I suppose. 
regarding vitamins, one must fake it until they make it. But now we're back. Uh, the drinking rules that are Army of Darkness specific will be one, drink for medieval buffoonery. You decide what <laughs> buffoonery is. And uh, good luck. We're going to drink for Ash having seemingly supernatural luck or abilities. He has chainsaw hands, so why not? So speaking of chainsaws, we're going to drink four chainsaws. In honor of uh, Velvet Thunder's past, we will drink for Boomstick. <laughs> yes. We're going to drink for the mention or viewing of the Necronomicon. We're going to drink for great practical effects. And we're going to drink two for bad practical effects. With no further ado. Wow. Let's get into it. With the holidays quickly approaching, those family get-togethers are going to be inevitable, which means sitting down with grandma, grandpa, uncles, and aunts, those cousins that nobody likes. It can be pretty taxing on a young liberal's mind, and what's more taxing than having to listen to some terrible people that you're inexorably connected to? Introducing Trigger Warning IEMs. Think a, a smarter version of your racist uncle's hearing aids. Just put them in your ears, connect them to the smart app, and set your level of tolerance. Ranging from parents with a new baby to cis white 13 year old who just found out about the word trans. These new IEMs will make sure you don't hear anything that you don't want to, which makes accepting grandma's money at Christmas so much easier. Go to trigrdheadphones.com backslash drink four numerical four uh, no dot dot dots for 15% off support the channel support yourself this is a win-win guys Groovy. and welcome back army of darkness could not have been a more perfect film for this, <laughs> this moment in uh, in my life. I don't know yeah, how you yeah, feel about that for yours. Perfectly timed seasonally, uh, and when we we're talking about what we we're going to watch, I wanted to laugh, um, and uh, it's been a long time coming for me for this film because I feel as though I should have watched it about 15 years ago. Um, so I'm very happy that I watched it. It's great. It's got me in the mood, and now I want to dress up as Ash and have a chainsaw in my hand sometimes yeah and a, and a boomstick that you you now uh, understand what yes this is my boomstick this what is when you boomstick. when you were in boomstick what did you play for boomstick uh, as the band yeah uh, we played lots of Rage Against Machine covers um, but what was your instrument oh what was my instrument oh um, I played bass guitar obviously oh well there you that go. was that, my that, that was my boomstick. literal boomstick yeah exactly um, nothing could be better than that uh so yeah, it all makes sense now. And I've even had that line recited back to me. This here is my boomstick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how you either started or ended yes. all of your gigs, yes. uh, as, as one does. I think um, the, the only thing I have written down, because I, I started having actual fun after, after uh, I wrote this, was that how unnecessary the intro seemed. Where, yes. where he's walking around in his shackles and he says, I've been a slave 
it, in my estimation, it's the year 1300, and I'm back here. <laughs> I used to work at Kmart, but now I'm back in time, and this is how I got back in time. And then you just literally see, it, it, it does a flashback to about, I don't know, generously 20 minutes before. And <laughs> yes, you rarely yes, yes. see a good 20-minute flashback yeah. where, where it flashes back for 20 minutes, it shows every single thing up to exactly where yep. he is now well, and then, you're like why why couldn't we have just started with it like you could have just recapped at the beginning and then not done the flashback yeah. and then yeah exactly because time. then we saw the pre-flashback scene again yeah exactly after the flashback yeah we literally just catch up with him 10 minutes you later you saw the same feet walking through sand yeah again I mean I suppose that's horror where everyone sort of wants to fill time and <laughs> I think that that's, that's what this film was I think just how to fill time yeah 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 I mean, the last 20 minutes was just a huge um fight it was an incredible fight yeah but um and, uh, you know, yeah. that, that is one of the reasons why uh, I am personally so drunk is because I drank almost constantly for those, those last 20 minutes. Yeah I, can, like, uh, yeah, I can't speak properly. Like... I have my head in my hands. I'm, well, that's it's where four, it should it's, be. Well, wait, what that's time where it should belong. It's four o'clock? Five o'clock? It's almost five o'clock. Almost five o'clock. Uh, we've drunk almost an entire crate of, of, of Stella. Yeah, like uh, classy, classy boys. Um, I know, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go on my and record way. a regular real radio show. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of excited and also dreading the fact that I've got to do another podcast after this, so thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, I can't keep my eyes open. You could not be more welcome. This is, uh, this is a film that I love to share and I always love to share. <laughs> However, I love for drink. I did love this film. Like the first half an hour, 45, maybe even 50 minutes. I was just like, <laughs> yes, oh my God, this is great. The one-liners are insane. Miss Honey. Oh, Miss Honey from Matilda. That revelation was insane. Oh. My God, I, I could never remember her name. I, I know it starts with an E. It's like Ebedith. Yeah, it's like Ebedith Dezaniel. It's uh, <laughs> actually not a name. It's Yeah, it's nonsense. But I believe that's her real name. Um, yeah. And good for her. I think this was, well, this was obviously filmed before Matilda was filmed. I have to assume so. I'm uh, not, yeah. She yeah, looks younger be, and yeah. slightly plumper in this. Yeah. Um... And uh, I recognize the face kind of immediately, but you know when you see someone, you're like, how do I... Mm. It's like either somebody I've met or I've seen in when I, like in a film when I was like six years old and the latter was the correct one. Yeah. Matilda, Miss Honey, Total Babe. She's still a Total Babe, by the way. We Googled Absolutely. her during the yeah. film. Yeah, to this day. Oh. To this day, she, uh, she, she rocks it. <laughs> and, uh, you know... I think that's that's the most important thing that we learned from this entire viewing experience. Beyond a lot of the filmmaking prowess, beyond a lot of those other things, is that Miss Honey from Matilda. Still a honey. Still a honey. Um, during my Googling, I realized that she's actually Spider-Man's mother in the Sam Remy 
series. Oh my god, of course she is. Yeah, I. one would wonder how many other of Sam Raimi's films she's been in. Yeah, uh, apparently she's still acting. She's been acting this whole time. Of course she has, yeah. But I, uh, I, I would look this up, but uh, I realized my listener has the internet. <laughs> so, so you just they, do it yourself. <laughs> I can, uh, you know, I, I'm not here to be IMDb for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, this is so much fun. Like, every time I it see is. this, it's just a tremendous amount of fun. This ah. is a great foray into the spooky season. Yes. And I also believe the, um, the things that stood out for me, I'm just going to dive Go straight it. in, in terms of spookiness, um, is A, the um, huge blood explosion. Towards mm-hmm. the beginning of the film, um, which I thought was, to be fair, going to set the tone of the amount of blood that we were going to see in the film, um, but didn't actually see that much afterwards, which I was surprised at. Um, the uh, the anti Ash, or like the evil Ash, um, I thought was <laughs> great, and he stuck with us through the kind of the last three quarters of the film, which I thought was also. Insane. Well, so there was a lot of very bad, and also a lot of very good spe- special effects, um, considering, you know, the era that it was filmed in, and camera angles, camera like just the way that the film was shot was actually very entertaining, uh, and in a w- it's shot in a way that you actually can't take your eyes off the screen, because whilst a lot of <laughs> the dialogue is very trashy and funny. And you're just like, oh, yeah, this is fucking bullshit. Uh, a lot of the zoomy through things, shots, uh, that you will have seen in the first two Evil Dead films, are actually super entertaining. Like, they're great. And I think you said, like, whilst we were watching it, that he... F- was it the first Evil Dead that he filmed it on the front of a bike or something? Yeah, it was... It, was, it, was, I, it, was, it must have been that first one because of the, the low-budget nature of the, the first Evil Dead, but I know that... Um, he definitely rode his bike sort of through the cabin, um, and and that really should have been the first drinking rule. I don't know why I didn't yeah. think about that. Perhaps the pressure of uh, trying to get drunk on a Wednesday afternoon yeah. really really forced my hand with these with these rules. But uh, you know, uh, looking back, I probably would have replaced medieval buffoonery with uh, first person camera shots yes. and or. Uh, any sort of very interesting camera flare. Um, there was a lot of buffoonery there. There was, there was a, a ton great of deal that, of buffoonery. And, you know, that Towards the start of the film, particularly, that was one of the ones that got me going. Got me through my first can and a half, to be fair. Yeah, it... it uh, I mean, as an English person, I'm sure you have a, a, a more of a first-hand uh, experience first with, with medieval with buffoonery. Medieval buffoonery. <laughs> Whereas, uh, whereas me as an American just sort of see all the medieval times as a weird thing that uh, everyone does. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do? Speaking of which, uh, I am gonna just throw it out there and just say that this is almost maybe even on a par with um, Monty Python. It really and the Holy is. Grail. It's so silly. And it's such a silly representation. And of I've, I've, my, I must have seen the Holy Grail, like, I don't like, double digits now. Mm. Oh, and I have never seen this film before. And I don't know why. You know when you say, oh, my, uh, you, I haven't seen a certain film. I haven't seen Evil Dead Three. I haven't seen Army of Darkness. Nobody goes, 
well, you have to watch this film. Like, nobody, I, I don't know anybody that's told me to watch this film other than yeah. you and maybe one other person. Yeah. Uh, but almost every English person knows of or has seen, you know, that Monty Python film. And this is, you know, vague, you're pretty, almost better. Yeah. It knows that it's shit, which makes it incredible. Really, really And, good. like, all the references, all the one-liners... And the Americanisms versus the Britishisms. <laughs> so that, that that they somehow uh, play off as 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 an artifact that that stopped in the 1300s. They just like, I don't know, we can't, we, we don't understand one another. Uh, it, it must be because yeah. we're from 1300. It's just a bunch yeah. of you know. When I came here, I always assumed that a bunch of British dudes would start stabbing at my car with swords, <laughs> and uh, you know, like like they do with Ash's car when it magically somehow somehow transports itself to the uh, the past and inexplicably in the desert as well, um, which <laughs> yeah. I also think is is something that they like completely skim over. It's obviously that well. The assumption that you make is that it's during the Crusades, and they're crusading. 1300s makes sense. That's well, fine. I didn't make that assumption at all oh, until you just said it right now, and I was just sort of wondering. I had to assume that they just had... Uh, they were like, well, we're shooting this outside of L.A. The only thing out of L.A. is uh, desert, so we can pretend. Um, but that's a great point, is that they're actually crusading. Yeah. And they've built a castle for some reason. Uh, I mean, none, in a desert. Even even if you make that assumption, still none of it makes any sense, obviously. And nor does it need to, really. I mean, I think it. But yeah, I, which you pointed out as I was commenting no, yeah, during course, the film, yeah. like you <laughs> you don't need to do this, Alex. <laughs> no, it's like, fine. Wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't accurate. We didn't even know what prepositions were until the 1450s. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, it is one of those obscenely absurd uh, alliteration yeah. hashtag. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Films where where you have to throw everything out the window. You literally have to come into this and just be like, Yeah, I'm doing this. This yeah. is this is what I'm doing right now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those where if you don't have a sense of uh, a broad sense of humor. I think because you can have very specific sense of humour, and I know quite a few of those people's where, you know, they laugh at certain things. They have a good sense of humour, but it's not broad enough to sit through an hour and a forty minutes of Ash versus of complete nonsense. Yeah, um, which yeah, again, those people are dull though. They are. I mean, yeah, mm. it's mm, that's unfair of me to say. However, they are dull. They are dull because yeah. I laughed the whole way through this film. Even like the second half Fair of the enough. film. But you're I also think. the type of person who's able to get drunk with me on a <laughs> And this is post daylight savings time, so it's uh, it's very dark at five o'clock right now. It is now. dark, and, yeah. Uh, it feels like know, eleven. In in order to keep the soul buoyant, uh, one must get drunk starting at three p.m. Yeah, I feel less bad for being drunk now that it's dark. Mm-mm. And I think that's don't know if I... why Britain might have a, a problem with drink. And by problem with drink, I mean have succeeded with drink. Uh. So what would you say 
if you're going to do an Army of Darkness costume for Halloween, oh, okay. you have literally one day to prepare because it is currently the 30th. Well, this is also true because I actually don't have a costume for Saturday. So what tomorrow. are you going to put together for your Ash vs. Evil Dead in, which is the show, and I keep saying that, Ash vs. Evil Dead, because it's a, a series. Yeah. I, I've never it watched a, a series. I, I don't really care. Either, but that's why but I like, keep... This makes me want to care, I guess. Yeah, but, same. Uh, yeah. yeah, your Army of Darkness costume. Alex, what are you going to put together for Okay, so before I answer this question, um, you... That, this is the first time that you've asked me this question. It is. I'm very tricky. He didn't I saved the content for the episodes. He, he didn't ask me this before, like, during the film. But as we were watching the film, I was thinking, fuck yeah, I could go as Ash for Halloween this weekend. Uh, and then I started to look around the room, and I was like, fuck, I could use that and, like, base this off of as, or like, a chainsaw or, like, a shotgun. Um, so he wears a cape. He wears a dark cape quite a lot of throughout the film quite a lot of throughout the film throughout the film quite a lot of he wears a dark cape (laughs) (laughs) and uh, he also wears like a dark green thing like um, what do they call I don't know tunic tunic is the problem you're English don't know where that came from tunic that That is what it's called 1300s so I have a dark bed sheet that I could wear for the cape I also have a dark tunicky looking like top um, and then I started looking even further uh, I'm just going to grab some things from around the room so I'll be right back an actual authentic tequila bottle from Mexico um, from tequila in Mexico from tequila herself that I thought that I could use as the basis of my boomstick um, I don't know if I'd use it um bottom or top end up and be like just like swivel it around you know because he like this is a good way to accidentally bottle someone in a tube station <laughs> no. but I th- if this is quite long um, you obviously you can't see this if you're listening to the podcast but it's like it's a bottle of tequila it's that's like quite fi- long it's 15 inches long at least I'm gonna go with 15 inches yeah I'd say that yeah, yeah I'd say 15 I know inches. exactly what 15 inches looks like me too wink wink then. that's how big my laptop screen is guys calm down <laughs> Jesus and then for the uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the chainsaw which we drank for uh, a lot of throughout the film again I've done uh, that sentence um there's a guitar, there's a guitar with only five strings in it in our living room. And I was looking at that and I thought, I could tear that apart and turn that into um, a chainsaw. Oh use the God. neck. Please do not tear apart a guitar. For, you could just cut. It's not a good guitar. Well, I, I found it. Fair in the, enough. I found it in the street. Fair enough. However, uh, we did just buy a crate of beer that did come in cardboard. And all you had to do uh, is... Yeah. Uh, you know, cut yeah, that was, semicircles out of that. And um, whilst and we were watching the film, it, that wasn't visible to me. So I, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I say what I see. See now, this I believe, dear listener, is where Sam Raimi shines. Is making viewers <laughs> like us believe that they can create amazing practical effects that segue was out insane. of garbage in our house. Yeah. And that's what's important. Yeah, that is what's important. That's what's extremely important mm. about this film. 
and whether or not that's actually important or that's something that my delirious booze-addled mind has come up with currently because I've done too many of these in too few days. <laughs> and I have a day of uh, drinking ahead of me tomorrow. Uh, it's a hard life, it isn't it? Matter. It's a hard life. You know, sometimes life is hard. Sometimes <laughs> it's figuring out how to make a chainsaw out of garbage in your flat. Okay. I reckon I could do it with the cans that we've drunk. drunk. Absolutely. Those are made out of aluminium. And sellotape and a bit of cardboard. Boom. Perfect. Boom, done. That yeah. is that is going to be my Halloween costume for this year, I think. That's going to be perfect. That's going to be so, so good. And if uh, this does happen, dear listener, I promise to tweet pictures of it alongside. If it does not happen, um, I will uh, tweet all of Alex's ats, and you can uh, shame him publicly. <laughs> And uh, as I'm sure that you're not very active on any of the social media platforms, no one, uh, Alex will not be... uh, No, yeah, that's true. Too downtrodden by by you and your negative uh, tweets. (laughs) So it'll be fine. You know, you can can just like the tweet that I send out that says this episode (laughs) exists, and then we'll never speak of it again. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is that we ignore everything I've said in this podcast, <laughs> given uh, the fact that we're drunk on a Wednesday. Mm. Let's go. Should we segue back somehow? Please. I'm making a segue back it. signal with my right arm. Um, uh, another thing that impressed me about the film was how um, the costumes. The costumes are great. So. There's like this big like crane shot um, of the dead army, and it started like on a super close-up shot of actually no, oh, fuck I've forgotten what the shot was. Anyway, it started with the shot, and there was this there was like four or five. It actually was a wide shot. It was a wide shot, and it had like ten guys in costume that were obviously men in costume. Um, and then it came, it's like swooped over, like an overarching shot of the army. And it swooped down to a close-up. And then during the, as it swoops over and away from these guys in costume, it did a close-up of this skeleton who was quite clearly a puppet. And uh, I just kind of thought, oh, if you weren't actually paying attention <laughs> to this film... <laughs> Unlike me, who's been drinking since noon. Let's go. I know, if you were just kind of like, I don't know. I I kind of thought, it it was smart because it was gradual as it got closer. Um, There were more and more puppets as it got closer to the camera, basically. Um, It's an extremely, yeah, it's an extremely valid point, I think. Um, Um, uh, it's, It's almost like the attention to detail is... Great, but it's also fun in that it's not that great. Yeah, because he, he he knows when he is doing, let's say, a wide shot, and every every one of his sort of extras has this uh, rubberized skeleton head on, and then he's he's got enough cash in the in the coffers, I suppose, to hire quite 
decent puppeteers. I, I don't really know how to judge puppeteering. No. Um, yeah. Seemed good enough to me to uh, have these sort of skeleton heads and frames and bodies that are that are quite see-through and impossible for a, a, a man to be inside of. He he really does like to have a great mix of both costumes and practical puppetry which which you know is something that we don't see a lot now because no we don't because of how cheap CGI has sort of gotten and, and it, it's really taken the wind out of horror sales as far as I'm concerned but mm. you know the Gen Xers I mean they're so far away from me at this point that I really don't understand what they want other than wow memes and um, stuff about Karen talking to managers and wow I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. JJ uh, Abrams did it in uh, evoking JJ. JJ did it in Star Wars Episode Seven. Lots of lots of with puppets. practical effects. Did lots he? of puppets. Lots. Of, you must have seen that film. I definitely did, but I forgot it. There's lots of there's lots of puppets, and he's putting me on the spot now that I'm he drunk, is... and this isn't fair. <laughs> and also, he's doing Number Nine as well, which is the last in the series. R.I.P. Star Wars. Should I say Skywalker Star Wars? Um, He's also doing the Manon, which I am actually very excited for. Mm. Anyway, um, he did it, and somebody else who did it is now escaping me in terms of puppeteering. But they mixed the special effects and puppeteering very well. Why can't I remember who this person was? It's got to be Peter Jackson. Yeah, it's Peter Jackson, obviously. Yeah, knowing, knowing you, it must be Peter Jackson. <laughs> it is one, two, and three. Yeah, I don't never, know how I forgot that. Yeah, no, I uh, I know how you did. It's because of the booze. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, I remembered because every time I've drank with you, uh, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings soundtrack is playing for no reason. <laughs> um, and as much as you want to venture for the ring... You've got one. I want to venture. You've got one, and I haven't. I want to venture for uh, getting extremely drunk. So um, uh, this is not the one ring to rule them all. Mm. This is the one ring that uh, is used to rule me. Mm. That apparently doesn't get me a visa, UK government. God damn it! He's referring to his pricks. marital ring. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, listener, you should know this, George and Labasia and Ian. You should know this. Yeah, all four of you. Um, God damn it, there are barely four of them. Zoe will do half listen if she adds great music to it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, those are the two series or films that mix the two. Especially if you look at, you know, Lord of the Rings. Just look at those practical effects, they're insane. Look at that makeup, insane. It's very good. I, I think this does it in a more genuine way, though. Uh, genuine? Uh, I, w- I would say not necessarily more than The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, oh yeah. Which yeah. does a great job, but but more so than The Hobbit, which is... Oh yeah, The Hobbit is more, horrible. Yeah, and, horrible. and you know, it, he sh- who should not be named. It is, it is offensive. offensively disgusting where we've replaced all of the practical effects with CGI in such a way that it doesn't feel like humans have created it and this even though it's so obscene and so absurd and so silly creates a thing that we can relate to and 
I, I have to pit that to the practical effects. Like, it feels like a human has made it. Whereas, you know, those those new Hobbit films and the new, you know, anything oh, Marvel for sure. is just sort of like, it feels like it was made by robots, even yeah, though yeah, I understand yeah. that it was made by humans. and There's just no emotion. There. Yeah. There's and, no emotion there. you know, no maybe, maybe Gen Z will, will see it as uh, a version of Gen Z and be able to... Uh, you know, figure that out. Yeah, no, that's the Gen Zers. Gen Zers. Is that what Gen they are? Zers? I don't know. For you. No, Gen Z is after two thousand. Mm-hmm. Which means they're nineteen now, and so they're starting yeah. to like. Yeah. Yeah. Be real people. Yeah. And which uh, is horrible. I met. And you can't say Gen Z anymore because because we're in England, so they must be Gen Z. Generation Z. Generation X. Generation, generation. You say the whole word. Gen Z isn't a thing. You can say that. Generation Z. Yeah. Sounds like a really bad movie from 1983. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking piece of shit. It sounds like... Oh my but God. That's the country that I live in, okay? So that's, that's the world. <laughs> that's worldwide. But we say Z because we're correct. See, I find myself saying Z, which is horrible. Oh. I, I, I'm, uh, it's horrible to me, but I think it's because I work with, very closely with an American, uh, and I watch lots of American things. A correct person, and what? A correct, correct a correct person. Are we, are we about to have the English versus Australian, I mean American, exactly. argument? Because it, it obviously isn't the correct, what is it? Because, you know. I think it is, because, uh, because we your are mind you. immediately goes to you. see. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I proved my point. <laughs> God, none of this is going to make it in there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's figure out a way to wrap this up. All of this uh, should make it in there. It really should, because yeah. it is... Uh, it should be. It's mostly us stroking our faces, like, figuring out how to, like... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> this should be completely uncut. Even me going to the toilet should still be in there. It should absolutely be. It's it's mostly uh, uh, two gentlemen uh, sitting in a house, uh, head in hands, heavily, uh, drunkenly stroking our faces, figuring out uh, if I push hard enough on my eyeballs, does anything I'm saying make sense, or is it all nonsense? And... Do you want half a shot of Jameson's? Good day. Well, if it's only a half. A half. This um, this iceberg blue is good. Anyway, isn't it? Ice cube. What's mm-hmm. it called? Ice, ice something. Oh, this microphone. Yeah, the Yeti. Uh, Yeti. Yeti microphone. Yeti. That I've, uh, Yeti. Been Yeti, using. Yeti, Yeti. So, um, just before we go, actually. I just wanted to shout out a few people, actually. Shout them all out. Just on the basis that um, we've done Army of Darkness. So I just wanted to shout out my old band. Shout them all out. And uh, give give as much of their uh, information to my listeners as possible so okay. that they may... I don't, have any of, I don't have any of their, like, um, socials. I don't Fair have any enough. of their handles. I don't know them off by heart. Although I probably know one of them. Anyway, so shout out to uh, Boomstick. It's uh, James, Dave, me, John, and Pete. Um, Don't know what Pete's handle is. Don't know what John's handle is. 
don't know what James's handle is, but shout out to James because I know that he lives in Newcastle now. That's pretty much the only information that I know about. Nuki Brown Ale, let's do it. However, Dave, I think he lives in Manchester, uh, and uh, his handle may be Mega Dirk, as in Mega Death. It's always me- something mega with Dave. It's always something mega with him. He was super into mega. Anyway, um, shout out to them, and I'm going to do this shot of Jameson's on their behalf. All right, let's forget what we've done this evening. Boomstick boys. And on that note, <laughs> good night. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's horrible. Ah, <laughs> never forget. 